recording a new track? I am recording. We are on a new track and I'm also timing it. And um, you're taking notes. Yes, I am. And because Bob's not here. <laughs> <Bob>. <laughs> where's Bob? I'll try and do an impression of Bob. I'll be like, oh, where's Bob? Oh, oh hey, guys. I'm, I'm over here. And yeah. I'm, uh, I, I, can't, I, I know you can't really hear me. because We need to get him a fancier mic. But, uh, you know, uh, all I was going to say is, uh, you know, that's, that's very interesting. Actually. Bob, you sound like you're far away. Why are you far away? Well, uh, you know, I... Uh, no. <laughs> All right, cool. He's the sound man, and it's ironic because <laughs> he can do sound for everyone else, but not himself. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the House Plants Podcast. Woo! Woo! Without yeah. Bob. <laughs> we are here to talk about music, media, media, and, and the, the mission, mission of Jesus. Jesus. And times. lots of fun, fun stuff that goes along with that. Lots of things. Lots and lots of things. And we're back to the old uh, grindstone doing another cool topic. Yeah. Kind of take a, we took a little break and did some fun ones, and now we're back. We're going to uh, take a look at the OT today. Ooh. Well, we'll take our, we'll take our best look. Um, yeah, we, we haven't had uh, a few years or decades <laughs> in a tall cathedral tower locked in with the, with nothing but the word like Saruman. <laughs> Saruman. <laughs> I was saying maybe Martin Luther, but okay, <laughs> sure. Both wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Saruman. Uh, I'm not sure he had a better haircut or not. I think both of them just, uh, they really didn't have a good stylist. It's <laughs> probably why they locked themselves away. All right. So um, before we get started, uh, Zach, um, we're going to do a little worship song that we uh, haven't done in a bit. I'm super excited to do this one again. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm happy that you're doing it. And you want to know what's funny? Um, I actually thought about this song yesterday. Why because yesterday I read Psalm 51. Ooh. And it says... Um, you know, talks about don't cast me from your presence and That's where I got it from renew in me a clean heart. So uh, I, I, all that stuff. I, I know this seems like cheating to everybody listening, but I only really write lyrics that have like scripture in them because I, I feel like the Bible already has lyrics in it and all you got to yep. do is pluck them out and arrange them. Yep. So more of a Just, biblical lyric arranger. Yeah. If you want to call it. So there you go. You probably will recognize a lot of uh, biblical word one. scramble. You there just you take any of our lyrics or songs and you <laughs> just circle little verses. Oh, check, check. This is from that. This is from that. All right. So you guys ready to worship with us? Let's do it. Let's do it. Starting with you, Zachy. Forgive my sins, make me whole, make me whole again. Jesus, forgive my sins, heal my soul, heal my soul within. Please allow 
righteousness Don't cast me from your presence, Almighty But take your Holy Spirit from me I humble myself to you and I plead Forgive me Forgive me Jesus, forgive my sins Make me whole, make me whole again Jesus, forgive my sins Heal my soul, heal my soul It's an oldie. It's an oldie but goldie. Very awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, playing that years ago, like at Northridge and stuff. So it's all, good to bring it back. Yeah, it's all good. It's one of the only originals that I ever like had that I kept with for a long time. Yes. Zach has like a hundred and eight, and I have sounds about right. Jesus forgive my sin, flourish, Psalm eighty eight, and like one or two from the concept uh, album. Words aren't everything. Well, we wrote it together. Yeah, but I'm it's like about, two thirds you, I think. You know what? Let's just keep setting it right back. Like, no, 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 no. Your <laughs> imperfect no, metamorphosis you're album. Awesome. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, you are awesome. All right. So, um, Very cool. I think last time I did pray. So, do you want to? Why pray? don't I do it? Yeah. Father, I just thank you so much that we can talk about you and talk about your word and wrestle with and grapple with things. I also thank you that we are not the end of the conversation, but the beginning of it. Um, so we don't have to feel like we um, know everything or it's all based on um, our experience or, or what we can teach others. Lord, um, make us teachable as we mm-hmm. uh, talk to each other. And I pray that you would let people listen to this who uh, need to have open ears and uh, just listen to something about you. And I pray that we would just glorify you. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, um, Zach, do you want to act out a skit? <laughs> oh, you wrote this like it's a skit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I, do you want to be man one or man two? It all depends on how uh, ignorant you want to sound. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. You can be, you can be man one. Okay. And yeah. I will just say. I'll be very accusatory. I'll just say. <laughs> Well, uh, blah, 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 in the Bible says that. Okay. Well, it says in Leviticus that. Well, if it's in Leviticus, it's irrelevant because it's in the Old Testament. What do you mean? It's all the same Bible? Everyone knows that once Jesus did his thing, nothing from the Old Testament mattered anymore because it's like the new covenant and whatever. Uh, Jesus was Jewish. Both sets of scriptures reference each other, and both parts of the Bible worship the same God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Traditionalist much? Where are you? A Messianic Jew or something? Jewish people worship the Old Testament, and Christians do the new book crap, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I guess I never thought of it that way. I guess you're right. Yep, well, this podcast <laughs> is over. I got Zach yeah. to say that I was right about that. Okay. So within the stupidness of that, mm-hmm. that is a springboard. I wish that we had a stage and cool lighting and like a background pianist. And then you and I could have those little headsets on our mouth and yeah. uh, just act it out, <laughs> taped to the side of our face. Yeah. Dressed as cats for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> one's a cat and one's a uh, like a mean dog with a doghouse. 
Oh, everybody knows the Old Testament's dumb now. <laughs> I thought it was in the Bible. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys can kind of tell what we're going to be talking about today, but it's this idea that um, for whatever reason, and we will get into those reasons, uh, people seem to want to either, uh, I guess there's maybe two schools of thought. I don't know what percentage this is, but mm-hmm. some people say, you should uphold all the same laws that you that they did in the Old Testament still. And then there's people who say, well, because of what Jesus did and because of the New Testament, yeah. all the Old Testament has sort of done, been done away with. And so the <laughs> title of our episode today is, is the Old Testament still a thing? Is that a thing? <laughs> I think I is heard that it still once. A thing? Is that a thing still? I didn't know that they were considering that still a thing. So hopefully we don't think of the Old Testament yeah. like a uh, Orange Julius or a... Uh, <laughs> Or a Daw Hairs. <laughs> or <Malls>. a Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> or theaters being in malls. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, or arcades. Wait, are, are Kmart still a thing? Oh, Kmart. So, um, yeah, we should get yeah. into the meat of this thing, Zach. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I think we should. So, have you ever actually experienced um, somebody saying that the Old Testament is no longer relevant? Or, like, where have you seen this? Well, first thing is, you know, I... I uh, we do a lot more like discussing and analytics type stuff in my church, but uh-huh. also we do a lot of uh, Facebooking yeah. for the podcast. And in the journey of the last maybe six months, I've seen it come up that certain things are no longer like relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, Jesus did away with that thing. So, and particularly a lot of people seem to feel that way about the Sabbath, which I understand mm-hmm. their point to an extent, but yeah, what yeah. we were asking had nothing to do with whether or not like it was like a, you have to do this to be saved kind of situation. It was, we more were really of, talking about whether, um, we were, yeah, it was an imperative. We were so saying, much. what did God, what was yeah. God's purpose for the Sabbath to allow yeah. us to rest? And, and, and do we, do we still take time <laughs> to do that? And people were like, uh, uh, First of all, on Saturday, maybe. Second of all, no, because it's in the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, well, all right. So, um, yeah. So I've kind of, I've kind of stumbled upon it more and more. Yeah, I guess. Well, you would I, say. I've, I've heard like certain pastors and sermons, you know, yeah. talk about like just the importance of like the New Testament over the Old. Um, yeah. And while I agree that like the crux of Christianity is. Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection and our faith in that. Um, I think that you, that doesn't really make any sense outside of the context that was set up for it. Yeah. Which is in the old Testament. And it's funny because it's not really a new thing. Um, yeah. You know, when I, when I started coming across the people who have those sorts of arguments, like in our Facebook group and yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. um, there's, old, old, like church heresies from the first and second century and stuff. (laughs) The Marcionites. Okay. They were the, there was this group of Christians where, um, they followed this guy named Marcion and he basically like claimed the old Testament to be nullified completely. Yeah. Null and void now because right. Well, see another thing that Jonathan powers touched on, which I like was when he talked about how people, a lot of times they don't, they, they tend to focus exclusively on Jesus and not so much on the Holy Spirit or on the Father. Yeah. The, the other parts of the Trinity right. seem to be kind of put in the background. And even though Trinity is not exclusively mentioned, it's actually all through the Old Testament. I mean, it's even in the words of the <laughs> song that we just sang um, in right. in uh, Psalm 51 right there. David is saying, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Absolutely. Um, so like, what is the deal with that? People weren't even really talking about the Holy Spirit yet. And see, it's I, there. see this Jesus yeah. forgive my sin uh, song hopefully touches on maybe one of the three things, which is that God is light. God, the yeah. father, mm-hmm. Jesus is the one who took away the sin. And then uh, also the talk about how if our transgressions are too great, the fear in the scripture that the Holy Spirit would be taken. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, uh, obviously that is the, that is something I don't think that God wants to do for us. Right. Um, but uh, so so, right when we when we think about what Jonathan Powers was getting to with the Trinity, he was saying, you know, I guess modern day Christians feel like Jesus is like the the hero of the Bible, and so you kind of you focus on him, and then you say, well, that's that's all you really need. Yeah, and and I get it 
and I understand the meaning behind what that mentality is going for. It's the fulfillment of all the things that God was talking about. But in the Old Testament, that God is still Jesus and is still the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And in Revelation, that God is still Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He is all of the same God. And so when we get to a stage where we say, well, Jesus did his thing. You want to talk about something that would be more convenient if we could just not talk about Revelation. Ooh, yeah. And that's that's part of the New Testament, too. Absolutely. And it's just as confusing and weird and foreign, I think, as much of the Old Testament. Yeah. And so um, one of the things, too, that... (laughs) And again, I'm not I'm not trying to uh, point the finger at any particular person, but this is this is kind of how I phrase the question. And, and you you guys listening at home or at work or in your car or wherever you're listening, um, try try thinking about this question and really ask yourself what you believe. And so here's here's a it's a it's a long question, but uh-huh. should we still uphold the traditions, laws, and teachings of the books of the Old Testament? That's the first, that's part A. Part B is, if so, should it be all or just certain ones? C, part C. If so, how do we know which ones? And then (laughs) part A of two, part of the question is, if not, does all the Old Testament not matter anymore? And where does this belief come from? Take out your blue books and your number two pencil. (laughs) Please turn to page four. Yeah. And look at the, yeah. So um, we want at least a thousand words on this. So, so turned into us via Facebook. (laughs) So the tough thing is that um, we're, we're going to get into something that I feel like is like a big factor in all of this. But um, in order to really like take all of the old Testament, you do Mm -hmm. include the traditions, the laws, the teachings, the culture of the time, the time itself, like what was happening, the people that the books were written for and from and to. And so there's a lot of stuff to unpack. And I, we are again, we've said this since since day one of the podcast that we're not experts, but it is a huge discussionary topic that we have yet to breach. So today is going to be a fun time to like breach some of it. Yeah. And so basically like if we're going to believe that the old Testament is, has validity still, like, how do we approach it? Like, how is it still valid? Yeah. You know, is it something where we literally have to take it um, like a Pharisee would? Um, you wouldn't think so, but there actually are modern day Pharisees. Yes, there are. I was uh, I heard this story about um, some friends of ours who have a church here in town and they did a prayer in the park thing, and yeah. they ended up talking to um, this guy from a group called the Black Israelites. Have okay. you heard about them? Yeah. Yeah, so they're this group that basically try to follow like the entire Old Testament law, and they believe that they are the true um, Hebrew descendants. Okay. And that they're the chosen people, and that they need to have like tassels on their shirt, and that they need to adhere to all the dietary restrictions and stuff. And so they, you know, they're coming up to our friends and they're saying, like, where's the tassel on your shirt? You know, you're sinning. <laughs> Wait, so uh, <laughs> do they do they believe in most of the Judaism beliefs? They do. Yeah. So they're, they're, they are a certain they consider type themselves of, Jews. OK, yeah. a certain type of Jewish belief yeah. system. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so what, uh, what is their gripe with the new Testament then is my question. I don't know in particular what they say about it, but mm. I would guess that they don't believe in it at all. Now, let me, let me just speak this on the podcast because I know this is one of those things that people kind of wonder about or wrestle with ever since I was a kid, I have really felt like the, the Jewish belief system and the Christianity belief system are kind of like tag teaming yeah. in some regard. And I know there's, the tr- the actual traditional Jewish belief does not line up with Christianity because Christianity is it doesn't predicated include, on yeah. Jesus and what he did. So they believe in a Messiah. Maybe to some of them, it's like a hypothetical Messiah. It depends on who you talk to. Sure. No, I understand. But some believe that like the Messiah is going to come eventually. Right. So they just don't, they answer the Jesus question with, he was a good guy and he was a good teacher. He was a rabbi. 
Yeah. But nothing more. He wasn't God. Right. That's what they say. And so I think a lot of people who are apprehensive about the Old Testament yeah. may may think that by c- completely like uh, following most of or all of what the Old Testament says means that you are in some form still held back by old Jewish tradition in some yeah. regard. Yeah. And I think that I think that you can be. So like in the example of the um, the black Israelite person. Uh, that our friends talk to, um, you know, he's, he's basing his salvation and what God thinks of him on the outward appearance, like on whether he can yeah. follow like all the laws and stuff. And he's saying like, he's saying to them, like, you know, you guys can't eat that pork on that pizza because that's, you know, that's wrong. Mm. Um, so do they you know, do like the thing that Samson did, like the long hair and don't go near uh, corpses. And I think they do some of that. Yeah. I'm not oh, sure. But yeah, I think, I think if it's in like Leviticus or whatever, they try to follow it. I think the three is like, keep the Sabbath, never yeah. cut your hair and don't go near dead people or something like that. Oh, are you talking about like the Nazirite? <laughs> yeah. That's like, not that's all a, Hebrew. So oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm not yeah. sure either then. Yeah. Um, I, I just remember like some, I remember somebody telling me that that was like a tradition, certain churches, like, uh, I won't say which, but, um, anyway, so Zach yeah. back to this yeah. question here. So do you, okay. So. I know it's a long question, so I won't repeat it, but you know the question. Well, all that we were just talking about is legalism in different various forms, right? Okay, yeah. So I think that the gospel takes us away from the rules just for the sake of having rules Mm -hmm. because it shows that there's a purpose to what God is doing with those rules. So the way I try to um, reconcile it, and I'm not sure if this is like really the full answer or not, I may not be like completely satisfied with this, but I just tend to cross-reference and see if it's written about elsewhere in scripture. Yeah. So, so that's our first thing is um, talking about, is it, hmm, what's, the, I don't want to say validated. Is it, is it reference, but is it, um, oh, what's yeah. the, what's the word I'm trying to think? I'm not corroborated, uh, not contradicted. Corroborated, yeah, would be like corroborated. Sure, yeah, would sense. be if if something else agrees with it. But contradiction, I guess, would be opposite. Opposite. But I think that there's not really contradictions because there's an in the text reason. So, okay. like a a good example would be a lot of the dietary laws. Uh, the yeah. the Hebrews had um, lots of restrictions um, that things they were supposed to eat or not eat. Yeah. And Peter in Acts has this vision where he sees all these different animals and some were clean and some were unclean. Yeah. And God told him, rise, Peter, kill, kill and, and eat. eat. And so yeah. it was like saying like. Yeah, that example of when he was like, oh, this yeah. is unclean. I can't eat this. Yeah. Mm. And there's a lot of New Testament examples where the church is wrestling with that. Like now that we have Jesus, are we going to keep everything about being Jewish or can we eat other things? And so that was kind of, um, it was reformed by what Jesus did, what Jesus said. So, so let me, this is just, let me lay this out here over the podcast and then we can think about it as we, we go through. But, um, (laughs) do you feel like, like, do you Zach and maybe the listeners too, do you guys feel like God would be displeased if you were like very, um, committed to living out the life God like laid out for you through the whole Bible and not just the new Testament. Yeah. Do you think God would like get mad at you for that? (laughs) Like, and I'm not talking about being a legalist or like just like laying down a law with everybody. Just doing it. I'm just saying like saying like, you know what? God made it like a big deal to do this. Yeah. I'm just going to practice that whenever I get time. And you know, I don't think that God would. uh, So anyway, just, just keep that. There have been Christians who have tried. You know, yeah. And, and I know it's, it's, yeah. it's unreasonable, but, uh, like for example, um, a lot of people, I guess, in even modern day may think that Amish or Quaker or, um, what's the other one? Mennonite. Mennonite. Thank you. Might have this kind of like exclusionary like mentality or even like otherworldly men, like they, they're unreasonable in some regard. But I will just say that I have a, I have a, whole heck of a lot of respect for anybody who lives their convictions that way. Yeah. Sure. Now, d- does that mean that I may disagree with their theology? But perhaps, mm-hmm. but I don't think that God would look down his nose and say, you don't have it right because you're not like doing the right thing, even though you're like super committed to me. I think that God reveals himself 
through the Holy Spirit and guides us to what we need to do. But I also think he really appreciates commitment, especially when it's your heart is rendered towards him. But I will yeah. leave that for the rest of the podcast. I'll like, kind of go through that. Well, you know, it just kind of depends. Like it's, yeah. you can do the same thing for different reasons. Absolutely. You, you know, can. I think it's all about, it's about your, your heart. heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay. All right. So Zach, you, you listed yeah. a few things here. Um, like where there's a cross cross reference here. Like you'd mentioned the 10 commandments. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is interesting is, uh, when Jesus expands on what it says. So like a good example would be like, um, he has all these things. Uh, I think it's in Matthew and he's talking about like, Oh, you've heard it said you shouldn't murder. But (laughs) I say, if you, uh, yell at anybody in anger and curse at them, you've committed a murder in your heart. Right. Or the same thing with adultery. If you even look lustfully at someone else, you've committed adultery in your heart. And, you know, that's just as bad. And that would be taking the law further. (laughs) Even further. (laughs) More restrictive. (laughs) And, And so what I think what people do sometimes when they read scripture like that is they say, um... See, he has laid that out in stone for every single person to do exactly that thing. Yeah. And, but what I, but maybe this is just my interpretation and maybe I'm like way off base here, but I feel like a lot of times, uh, God and, you know, specifically Jesus in uh, in a lot of his sermons, uh, is basically like flipping it on its head because he's Mm -hmm. God and he's allowed to do that to put things into perspective for people. Um, I don't know if that is a, uh, (laughs) I don't know if that is a, this is how it is now and it will never be changed from like the last word on my lips kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's something else I need to look at. You got some in your eye or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so you mentioned, uh, all these times where Jesus kind of like, kind of like amps up the commandments or amps mm-hmm. up the old scripture. My question down here is, does the old Testament and new Testament contradict each other? And if so, in what ways? And you're saying they don't contradict each other. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Um, because a lot of atheists yeah. and other non-Christian people who do not like Christianity use the, well, if you're such a Christian, then why aren't you wearing clothes that have thread ties? You why know? are you eating at Red Lobster, you dumb dumb? <laughs> why? Why, why are you uh, doing this? Why don't you have slaves still? And, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. And and so then they say, oh, see, if you don't practice that, then yeah. you're a hypocrite. And if you do practice it, you're a terrible person. And they put you into a uh, corner that you seemingly can't get out of. Um, and so so the question is up there. Contradiction. Yeah. And if so, where? And if not, why? Yeah. <laughs> So what do you think, Zach? I think that a contradiction would be two sources of information giving you th- two things that conflict yeah. and don't and not referencing each other. Okay. But like my example with rise, Peter, kill and eat. That is right. That is referencing what happened earlier and reforming it. So it's exactly. not a contradiction. It's going further in time in the story. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, I kind of just, I, I made a note to myself here that I felt like contradict the word contradiction implies the yeah. opposite thing is happening. Yeah. Or it cancels it it's out. It's just so there. much more complicated than that. Yeah, it really is. You know, I like th- what we, what do we talk about with Jake, uh, uh, <laughs> a theology versus action Yeah, and thinking that those are somewhat uh, opposites as far as like w- the way Christians approach. You those can't things. explain quickly why they're the same, but when you live it out, you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the same really similar thing happens with scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Great. But yeah, so like, uh, so I put like a few of my own times that Jesus makes some references here and we have like a, like a website, uh, that gave us a few extra times when Jesus references old, the old Testament. And some of these are Jesus literally saying, it says in the old Testament, this, so you should do this. Yeah. Other times he says, it says in the old Testament, this, but I made the law and I'm allowed to change it. And other times he says, it says in the Old Testament this, but I would say even greater so this. Yeah. So like, for example, in, in, you know, he references Deuteronomy like the whole time he's talking with Satan because Satan's like, oh, yeah. you can turn the stone into bread. You can jump off this building and be fine. And that's interesting. Rule the nations. We have uh, we have Satan using scripture to argue, combat Jesus. And Jesus right? reaffirms what the Old Testament is saying 
in yeah. regards to those things. Yeah. So it is like he is saying, oh, this is kind of a rule that you can live by. And he's like, no, you're not reading the rule right. Yeah. Here's the true <laughs> truth. You got the, the context wrong, buddy. Right. And right. so then in the <laughs> Sermon on the Mount, uh, he makes a lot of references to Exodus and Deuteronomy. And yeah. uh, uh, j- I'll just I'll just look through this website here for a, for a handful of other ones just because. Yeah. Fun. Or, you know, the thing that immediately comes to my mind is when they ask Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He combines two. scriptures. Yeah. yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love others as yourself. Those are two different uh yeah, like Leviticus and Deuteronomy pieces put together. Yep. So so he so there's this one that's interesting about divorce and creation. And he uh so Jesus is addressing mm. the question of divorce and he goes to uh Torah and he answers, Have you not read that that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to uh-huh. his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined, let no man separate. And that's in Matthew and also in Mark. But then... Uh, what what, uh, what scripture is that? Uh, Matthew 19, 4 through 6 or Mark 10, 6 through 8. Okay. So but Mark. what God... But what, what Jesus is referencing is Genesis. Yeah, right. God created, the man, created right. them in his own image. He made them male and female. He created them. Okay, yeah. And then in Genesis 2, 24, he says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Um, where where does he say, basically he says something like... Matthew is the sermon, Matthew is uh, 19 and, and maybe a little bit before and after, and 15 as well, I think. Uh, and even before that... Uh, are his sermons on the, you know, all the sermons. Why then did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce? Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. Yeah. That's Jesus's answer. So he's saying like, yeah, the, the old Testament scripture says that you can do this, but the reason why is because you guys, your hearts are hardened. So now we've touched on, we've touched on the big, like bingo for me and Zach, I feel like, and that is that, God made these policies and laws for his people, not so that later he could just like cross them out and yeah. write new ones because the same God that, that told people about man and woman and you know what God has brought together, let no man separate. They became one flesh. That same God later said the same thing through Jesus. And so what you're, what you're talking about is yeah. him revealing the truth to to that current audience and uh, 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 delivering it in a way that they can better understand because yeah if you if if all you said is like to a little kid uh don't run in the hall at school and they said okay and they never ran in the hall at school and then a fire broke out in the school yeah. <laughs> the kid's going to go, well, the teacher told me not to run. Yeah. And it's like the teacher says, no, what you don't understand is the reason I told you don't run in mm. the hall was because of the fact that you may fall and hurt yeah. yourself. This is for your good, um, but it is for your greater good to run. If there's a fire, my wife and I were watching Forrest Gump. Yeah. And we realized that Forrest Gump has a superpower. And his superpower is following instructions. Have you ever noticed this? Forrest. Oh, hold on. His so superpower is, is, following, is following instructions, instructions. To, to the highest, like, understanding possible. Yeah. Yeah. He, so, like, he's really good at the military because they just yell at him orders. He says, I he want you to it. disassemble yeah. and reassemble your gun as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. And he he says, it. sorry, yes, sir. The whole reason he survives Vietnam, though, is because Jenny told him to run. It says, if, if you got- ever see something yeah. scary, if you ever see something yeah. that's going to just run away. Yeah. And the co- and the coach before then in the football team. Run for us. Yeah, they, they literally, he says, I went to college, too. And they kick, he's like staring off into space. 
the guy who receives the kickoff hands it to Forrest and just says, run, 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 Forrest. And then the coach is on the side like, run, you stupid idiot, run. Yeah. And then it's just like. <laughs> they have to put a banner that says yeah. stop Forrest. <laughs> hey, yeah, he, just, he, he, just, he just continues to just follow instructions and that right. serves him like his entire life. Absolutely. In real life, things are a bit more complicated. Yeah. And so it helps to kind of understand the heart behind the instruction you're giving. Absolutely. And so, and so that's, that's kind of the, our point that we're trying to make. We're saying that not only does the old Testament not like, not only does the new Testament not contradict the old Testament, but the old Testament was put in place for a specific reason by God. Yeah. And when Jesus showed up, he was reiterating the old Testament, yeah. but also, adding a little more context than what was maybe originally given. It's like if you wanted to put on Netflix at my house yeah, and I gave you instructions to like turn on the Roku and turn on the TV <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. The best thing to do would be to understand the concept of, Oh, the Roku is plugged into this. Oh, input. so the Roku has the internet movies in it. Yeah. And does this little box have the movies in it? <laughs> They're stored in there. It makes it really heavy. So if you download too many, you can't pick up your Roku. And then I anymore. say, and then I go off and I say, what you idiots don't understand when you buy Netflix and put it on your big screen TV. So that I have all the movies in my little box here in my yeah. Roku. Right. Yes. Yeah. But if, if I go to your house and have to put on um, Netflix, I got to turn on the PlayStation. Yes, right? you do. So it Which would be is, like, it would be like if I came to your house and you said, Zach, can you put on Netflix? And I didn't understand how, cause I didn't see a Roku remote. Like <laughs> wait, wait. And the remote that for your TV looks different. Like it doesn't have the orange button it has a blue button instead. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you come over. I want to make sure I do this scenario, right? You come over and I say, go ahead and put on Netflix. And you, and then out of like the dark corner of my trailer, a Pharisee walks out and he says, but don't you understand that you need a Roku to watch Netflix? All the movies are in it. You have to hit the Netflix button on your Roku. And remote. then I turn around. You and have I, not a Roku remote. And then I turn around and I say, do you not understand that the Internet contains the movies themselves? <laughs> Did I not come with a big screen TV and a PlayStation 4 and play the same movies? <laughs> don't tell me about Netflix. Don't tell me about Stranger you Things. You unbelieving generation. You were given a PlayStation and a flat screen TV, and yet you still don't believe in the Netflix. I sat on my couch last Thursday. The man, no, the I have to do a parable of this Netflix thing. The, the, suppose a man is sitting on a Sunday morning on his couch watching Stranger Things season three. Suddenly, his wife comes and says, I'm sorry, but I have to turn the TV off. Does your Netflix go away? No, you go into the guest room, <laughs> saith the Lord. <laughs> but that remote looks different. I don't know how to do it. Right. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long tangent, but you guys understand the point we're making, essentially, uh -huh. is that we have uh, we have people who, who are very literal, take things word for word, which is okay, which we talked about in the podcast. Um, there are there are two different schools of thought when yeah. taking things literally, allegorically. Um, but when it comes to the law, and we're talking about laying down the God law, essentially. The smackdown. What we are talking about is that law supersedes your understanding. <laughs> and it is more about the truth of what God is trying to convey to his people. Now. And there's the, a heart behind it. And there's a heart. The heart of it. God that loves us. The the you know? the righteous God who yeah. wants the best for the glorification of his glorification, but also I think in some regard for the betterment of our of us. Yeah. Because we have He loves us better than we can understand. Even. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, uh there is there is something to be said about um, sin being a huge part of why laws are what they are. Yeah. And so back when, before Jesus showed up, there, there was the same sin, but it was mm -hmm. dealt with sort of differently. Uh, in the past, you would have Israel just going nuts, which we're going through in our, our, our church right now. We're going through all uh -huh. the uh, minor prophets, but these, these people would just go, they made some mistakes along the way. Oh, a lot say. of them. <laughs> and so they would like, you know, they'd have like prostitutes in the temple and all this stuff. And God would be like, you know what? If you do not stop, I am going to find some army mm -hmm. from like an adjoining town yeah. and have them like beat you up and kill you to get you to quit. 
And then they'd be like, oh, why are you so mad? Yeah. Uh, and God's like, these are the laws and this is why you need to follow them. And then eventually when Jesus showed up, he was like, guess what? My dad was telling you guys about these laws. <laughs> now I have to reiterate them to you. I have to come down to your level. It would be like, uh, we're making analogies today. I'm just going to keep the ball rolling on this. <laughs> you are a pet owner and you have a dog and the dog poops in the house and you say, you're not allowed to poop in the house <laughs> and you smack it on the butt and you send it into it, you know, and it goes whimpering off into the bedroom and you clean up the poop, throw it away. Next week it does it again and you smack it on the nose and you say, I told you not Thou to do Thou shalt not poop in the house. So eventually the, the owner is like, well, me smacking it on the butt or on the nose I mean, it's it's obviously telling them that they are not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then God says, you know what? Maybe I just need to become a dog and kind of show them. <laughs> That's a bad <laughs> analogy, I know. But <laughs> go down to their level and kind of t- tell them, you know, and, and, and I mean, I, I hate to, because I know this might sound a little blasphemous, but it almost <laughs> seems like the entire scripture as a whole is like God's, uh, process of dealing with sin throughout the scripture Mm. and so he's like oh sin is rampant i'm gonna send a flood and then it's like oh sin came back again you know what i'm just gonna blow up this like whole city with like meteors and stuff (laughs) and so eventually he's like you know what these these people are just so they don't get what i'm trying to say here or was it the plan all along or was it the plan all along that's exactly right all right so so does the so let's let's move past uh where we were just talking and get back into the old testament thing um, you wrote, uh, is the old Testament dying? What do you mean by yeah. that? Okay. So the reason why I phrase it that way is a very specific reason. There's actually a book called the old Testament is dying. And so I wondered what you thought about, um, that idea that basically we are missing out on old Testament teaching mm. and it's not being talked okay. about in churches. Um, that's Brent Strong's argument. He compares the Old Testament to um, a language. Okay. And what he means is like understanding the Old Testament and like being able to like interpret it and stuff. Yeah. Um, he says it's like a language and like all languages, it can die from not being used. Right. And so when you don't like there's all these like islands and all these like very small nations in the world where native languages are being spoken, but they're being right. taken over by other mm-hmm. languages. Yeah. I forget how many languages die every year, but it's like a thousand or something. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's tons and tons of languages. A on the thousand planet. languages die a year. Something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many are there? How many Billions? languages? Let me look it up so I can get this right. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll just say that I think in a lot of ways, the old Testament is dying because you've got essentially like what you said, you said, uh, Without, like, practice kept up of talking and, and learning about it. This says a language disappears every 14 days, so it's a lot less than a 1,000 a year. Well, but 14 days divided by 365, that's still, like, what, like 100 a maybe? Yeah. Or more? It's like 100, and they say um, half the world's languages could be gone by the end of the century. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, th- I think maybe I'm doing the math wrong, but 14 divided by 365 is every something two weeks. like... Let's see, 14 times 100 would be... It's, it's 104, right? Because it's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. So that's pretty cool. But I will say that, yeah. like, it's not very cool, but <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. But that's a cool thing that I didn't know about. Um, but uh, I will just say that, like, I think you're right. I think that the practice of talking... Here's what I see happen in our culture, and I'm not going to make this uh, like a rant about politics or culture or anything, but I will say that in our culture, I feel like each generation has had a different like emphasis. And we talked about that in my church, about like uh, maybe like the 1970s church crowd mm-hmm. believed a certain way, yeah. like that maybe that like hippie love kind of like renewal to- sort of like Christianity thing, yeah. which is, uh, you know, uh, Jesus Christ superstar style. And uh, yeah. maybe some of the things revolve around that. And then towards the 90s, we kind of had like that renewal of like going back to the old uh, like modern like standard and like pushing the hymns back. And 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 and, and in my generation, and I guess you and me are the same age, we kind of got raised up with like the feel good church and like the, uh, the maybe like the Rob Bell Numa video. Sure. And uh, a lot seeker, of seeker oriented. Seeker sensitive or seeker friendly. And yeah. so and so I think that Old Testament dying may have something to do with the fact that like. 
we're just focusing on a certain aspect of the scripture in yeah. this time and day. And the Old Testament may be a part of that, like harder for like new Christians to, yeah. to and like, it is. deal with. It is harder to understand. Yeah. It's more foreign and it's more like part of, it's more ancient, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, much of the time it's not seeker sensitive or seeker and, and hymns And hymns usually reference Old Testament more so just because of... More than modern songs, for more sure. More than modern yeah. songs. Yeah. And so if you're coming to it, like, uh, this is a critique I can make of churches because even if it, I ruffle some feathers, yeah. I feel like this is a universal truth. Um, if you are... If you are a church that only focuses on one aspect of the Bible for the simple reason of getting people to come that are like, ooh, this is feel good. This is like seeker oriented. I like that. And you don't then encourage them yeah. to, di- to dig a little deeper. Then what you're doing is a disservice to every Christian mm-hmm. that you bring in. Because what you're yeah. doing is setting a standard that that person is okay where they are. They don't have to engage God any yeah. further than that feel-good feeling. Think about what happens when languages die. They stop teaching it to the young. Yeah. Um, because the young kids start speaking English or whatever, like the powerful like yeah. languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, eventually you have only the old people who understand the old language. Right. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, there's a great movie that maybe talks a little bit about this. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. I really do actually think it's a very good movie, but it's maybe it, it maybe was like glossed over a little bit. Do you know the movie Coco, the animated movie about the Hispanic? Oh, I Mariachi actually, player? I know what you're talking about. I actually have not seen it. So the great message of that, and maybe it's just maybe in some way it is biblical mm-hmm. because I know that Hispanic uh, tradition is very like Roman Catholic or, or not yeah. Roman Catholic, but Hispanic Catholic, I guess this is maybe a, a yeah. Spanish Catholic, but um. So one of the cool things in the the message is that they believe in the Dia de los Muertes, like holiday, Day of, Day the, of dead. the Dead. Mm-hmm. And so in that, uh, you find out that one of their traditions is that they put pictures of loved ones from their family that have passed away and like remember them and talk about them in a circle as a family mm-hmm. and say, oh, do we remember this person, this person? And so the Coco kid passes away and goes, I'm sorry for spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this. It's been <laughs> out for like five, six years now, maybe. So if you haven't seen it, I, hopefully it's not a spoiler. But um, so he somehow goes into the like yeah. realm of the dead, like the Dia de los Mortis, like dead thing, like the afterlife. And they're all like skeletons, like the uh-huh. the Spanish say. But the the rule of the story is, that you f- the kid finds out is that what they're doing when they remember the family is actually like super important to the like spiritual and like heavenly life of people that have passed away and if you forget someone then they disintegrate into nothing oh my gosh <laughs> and so there is this part where he like finds this guy and the guy ends up like being related to him in some way and it's like his great grandfather and stuff but he doesn't know it but they find this guy and he's like in a hammock and he's like yeah only one left that remembers me is my great granddaughter. And he's like, he's like, but she's decided to take my picture off of the, whatever the shrine or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Oh no. And then he kind of like fades away. Yeah. And uh, what you're talking about essentially with this old Testament thing, I know that is a, it's, it's for the purpose of the movie. It's like a colorful way of showing it, but in real terms, if a church or churches across America in this modern day culture decided to keep veering further and further away from the Old Testament, what you would essentially get is a church that had doctrine almost exclusively about the New Testament yeah, and yeah, not about the Old yeah. Testament at all. It doesn't all. erase the truth, but no one remembers it. You know? No one. So then yeah. eventually you're like, yeah. so eventually you get to a culture at the end where people are like, you're being really mean and offensive because you're talking about <laughs> God's wrath and you know, yeah. we don't even know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, it's in the old Testament. Oh, well we don't. As if there's no wrath at all in the new Testament. <laughs> what's what's that? What's that character I did at the beginning? Oh, well that's relevant because in the old Testament. <laughs> so don't even talk about that. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that was a long cocoa. Yeah. But like more and more Christians are, are feeling that sentiment. Yeah. You know, it's just, and, we're going to, it's going to disappear. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your language analogy was good too, because, um, I think they make it a point in like most countries, like to teach at least two 
languages as a part of like yeah america we don't do that which is kind of sad yeah yeah and i guess latin was yeah. one of those that was like such a big deal and is now just kind of studied but um so brent strawn in the in the same book he yeah. says that an old an old and dead language can actually come back okay there How, how's that there's one good example of this and it's actually hebrew people were not really speaking hebrew for a really long time like they kind of lost the actual language right? because uh, the Hebrew people were spread out um, and were living like in Eastern Europe. Right. People were speaking like Russian, mm-hmm. German, Yiddish kind of like mixtures of things and stuff. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until like world war two when Israel was, as we know it now is like created um, people came back and like started teaching like Hebrew again. It was like a scholarly academic like kind of thing. And now yeah. they speak Hebrew right in in Israel. So there you go. Yeah. So I mean, it, was, it can be brought back, but you have to educate the young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, in, in, in language is not too far away from like uh culture and tradition in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. uh, if you really think about it, like I, I had this question, but we've pretty much already answered it, but I'll just go back through it. I, I, I wrote down like, what are the dangers of dismissing the old Testament? Uh huh. And essentially what we've talked about already is like that maybe one day we'll just not talk about it at all. Yeah. We won't teach it. And and so we're missing like a huge section of truth that the Bible has to teach. And, and I, I was, I was reiterating before about how, if we only teach one aspect of the Bible, we kind of the feel good. Bible. Yeah. But I will say that in the new Testament, there's a lot of not so feel good moments in this. And even from Jesus yeah. that people seem to gloss over as well. People just ignore it anyway. A <laughs> lot of the, and, and I will say a lot of the times that Jesus brings, brings like the, the tough love on people. He is referencing the old Testament. Yeah. I mean, he is literally speaking the same words that God was speaking to the prophets in the, in the times when yeah. Israel was just going nuts. Or even the picture you get in revelation when Jesus lays the hammer down. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, that's all filled yeah. with like old Testament kind of references. It is things that the prophets saw and said, end times prophecy from back then. Yeah. Being fulfilled in revelation. That's right. exactly right. Yeah. I mean, so we, you know, <laughs> we, we can talk about this until we're blue in the face, but essentially what we're talking about is that, that whether or not some things seem to be contradictory to you. Yeah when you read the the Bible, what you really need to do is, is dig. I hate to you know, dig a little, dig deeper. a little deeper, <laughs> but you really have to find the truth in the scripture of what God was intending when he wrote a law down for the prophets to enlist to. I mean, you, it's a really, really tough thing to do. It's not always readily apparent. Yeah. Um, but we have more tools to be able to kind of like look and see. Oh, then they did then, far, far yeah, better. We have, um, and we're, I mean, they, we all had the, kind of the spirit, but now we have like actual tools like computers. Yeah. And, yeah. We have things that you can actually look up that will help you if you're just lost. Yeah. If you go to BibleGateway.com, you can actually right. free any scripture. Um, you can look up commentaries and things. I mean like a good example know. of like, I mean, and we, and I'm not saying that that's like the only answer. Cause a good example of that is like Paul. Yeah. He's like, you know, blinded. Then he just goes, he, people say that he studied. Some people say that he didn't need any studying yeah. and he just kind of went and started doing his thing. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely do as much outward research on this stuff as yeah. you can before you make a decision, but also pray and ask God to, to like tell you what the true meaning of the, the law is. I mean, we're not going to sit here and say that, Absolutely every single thing word for word from the Old Testament is exactly the way it is written and is now exactly that way true today. And what, regardless of what Jesus said, we're, what we're saying is that Jesus and God are the same and not the same, but they come from the same God, uh, the Father and, the, and yeah. Jesus and the Holy They're not Spirit. contradicting each other. Right. They're, Jesus is fulfilling the law. It's what he was always meant to do. Yeah. Exactly. And so... What's this uh, Andy Stanley thing? Before okay, we... yeah. So this is the last little point that I had. Yeah. Um, I've been following um, Andy Stanley because he had a sermon series where he talked about like unhitching from things that like drag us back. Yeah. And uh, what he said 
was something to the effect of like, we don't need to rely on the old Testament when it comes to, um, going out and evangelizing to people. Right. I get kind of what his point was like, um, the crux of the Christian argument is Jesus. Right. Start there. Okay. Like I'm all for that. But at the same time, like what he was saying to me was kind of similarly close to like, let's forget about the old Testament. It's not important. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, um, he was slammed by a lot of people. for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was uh what yeah. uh uh not not even critiqued. He was straight up like bashed for he, it. He he was. And I I while I think that some of what people said was fair, I find it really interesting that like most of the people who criticized this were from like the academic world. So like I heard a lot about this like being in seminary and stuff. Um I I think it's good that there's a remnant out there that is um, fighting to keep the old Testament yeah. central. Yeah. But I wish that we could get our message out there, um, a little bit more tactfully sure. <laughs> and more, yeah. uh, more of a pro argument, like to the common people rather than just bashing pastors who say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think Stanley went a little bit too far, but I also kind of get like where he was coming from. Um, and the fact that everybody just kind of, it says in this article that I'll link, um, the fact that everybody just kind of like slammed him right away without like talking to him about it. That's all that also kind of disturbs me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not really okay with that. I think dialogue is a good solution. Absolutely. You know, I think, I think that like what we're doing, we're discussing, we're not being the last word. We're being the first word. If you want a cultural or or a, um, or a language type issue to, continue on in the zeitgeist you need to talk about it (laughs) yeah you know absolutely (laughs) so reach out to others and talk (laughs) like uh the thing is with this podcast uh, like i think one of our major goals is to uh kind of set people back into their book like you know like we will bring up this topic about the old testament and how it may or may not be relevant or something but what we're really trying to do is get people to say, hmm, how do I feel about that? I'm going to go read some of these Old Testament things they've been discussing and like yeah. find out, find out is, is there is there really a reason why I should dismiss it or should I embrace yeah. it? Um, wh- we want to know how you guys feel about it. So let <laughs> us know. <laughs> yeah. So so before we. Yeah, I know. Before we get uh, we're almost out of time, people. But before we finish up. I want to say, uh, I want to read this scripture because it kind of sums everything up, exactly what we've been talking about. And you guys can read this uh, for yourself. In fact, I encourage you to read the entire book of Matthew, starting with the Sermon on the Mount. Read the whole Bible. <laughs> I just could keep going back like, in fact, read Don't all of Matthew. Don't leave the Old Testament In fact, out. <laughs> read all of the gospel. In fact, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but this, start Matthew 5, starting in 17, um, says this, and this is, uh, Jesus talking uh, to the people in the sermon, while he's giving a sermon. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until anything, everything is accomplished. Therefore, Anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of Mm. heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Jewels in the crown. (laughs) (laughs) For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So they're saying... Whatever the Pharisees say, if you don't have more righteousness than them, then yeah. you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And so good thing it's kind of not about our righteousness. <laughs> no, it's definitely not yeah. about our righteousness. <laughs> but it does say the law, like uh none of the law will disappear until everything yeah. is accomplished. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say, Oh, okay, until he died on the cross and then everything was was good. And I'm like, Well, I, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. But maybe what we're talking about is a bigger accomplishment. Maybe we're talking about what happens at the end of revelation. Uh, we don't really the final enemy that's going to be defeated is death. There you go. Right. And sin. Yeah. So we, you know, we still have that fight to look forward to. 
There you go. That end game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Well, that about does it for us here at the House Plants Podcast. Zach, do you yeah, want to... Thanks for listening. Do you want to talk about any future endeavors, like what we might be doing for the next episode? Oh, yeah. So next week, supposedly, we are... Supposedly, uh, okay. We will be riding to Wilmore to talk with the Surviving Seminary podcast. Boom. Uh, hopefully that gets late. It's kind of penciled in for all of us, I think, at this yeah. point. I'll, I'll dog on them. And then uh, going forward, um, we're going to try and get uh, another guest on here or two. Uh, we're going to try and get Melissa Cozart, who was um, Harvey Cozart's uh, mm. wife. Uh, she is. She has said that she wants to do it, and she's excited. Um, and so we will hopefully hear from her about some of her experiences being a uh, counselor and a therapist. And uh, maybe I'm not using the right. There's like five or six different titles when it comes to mental health: yeah, yeah. counselor, therapist, um, psychologist, psychiatrist, and wizard. Don't forget wizard. Ooh, wizard. Sure. Yeah. Brain wizard. They call him. <laughs> He's a brain wizard. Just a little, a little twist. twist there. Brain wizard. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yeah. we really appreciate you listening. Check us out on all of the social media. Check out medias. our Patreon. We should have some music coming up there very soon. Boom. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And we have uh, uh, like cool little like jam sessions and stuff. We have us working out music. And um, mm-hmm. we might get another bloop reel going. We'll see. Maybe we'll even do another video. And all so, right. uh, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will Thanks talk so to you soon. Peace. God bless.